Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. Hello, I'm Balin Leonard. Today, I'm joined by an artist who's dominated country radio lately with his songs, Like I Love Country Music, One Mississippi, and a duet with his wife, Caitlin, which is called Thank God. Kane Brown has been back in the UK to play shows in Glasgow, Manchester, and London. And he dropped in to Absolute Radio Country for a chat. So here's what happened. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard, and my guest today is an artist who has had multiple number one singles, number one album. He spent last year all over radio with his hit, Like I Love Country Music. And now he's all over the radio with the single he's recorded with his wife, Caitlin. Thank God it's Kane Brown. Thank God it's Kane Brown. He's here. <laughs> Hello, Kane. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome back to the UK. Thanks for having me. So I saw the, the it was the final show, I think, the London show, right, of this run? Yeah, this run, then we, uh, I'm headed to Amsterdam. Oh, right, you're on your way to Amsterdam. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I love Amsterdam. It's a good place. It's uh, great. And London's awesome, too, though. That London show had all the bells and whistles, because you've been over a, a few times. You had some shows leading up to London that didn't have the fire and the projections and kind of all of that sort of stuff. Was it really important to bring that stuff with you this time? Yeah, I honestly didn't uh, expect to have it during right. the show. And then right before I got there, they were like, so you do have uh, a lot of your production and my mind was blown. I was like, yeah, you know, because I've been, you know, showing everybody. I was like, you have to have an imagination. There's fire on this song. And so then when I had this, it was just, you know, I felt even more at home. It seemed like everybody had the same energy in that room. It was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The energy was crazy. It is fun and it's very humbling to go back into the bars with zero production. Yeah. And basically, like, do it all over. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but then when you do get to bring all that, it's just like, it does add to the show, but it also helps you out a little bit as well. Yeah, I was going to say, because I suppose without kind of the fire and the projections and kind of all of that sort of stuff, like you said, it kind of keeps your feet on the ground a little bit. And it really is about you and the songs and the audience and the yeah. music. And then it's all of that plus fire and projections when it's the so it does kind of raise the game a little bit in some sort of way maybe yeah because I, I mean i feel like i'm pretty good at like keeping energy in the building but then yeah. when, whenever you get to add that you can take a break even though i don't really try to take a break from the energy but you can because it's going to add so much more so yeah, yeah i'm just glad I, london got to see it <laughs> yeah we saw it it was yeah. great it was fantastic you had quite the career in what what feels like from the outside a relatively short space of time and i know that that when you're inside of it it doesn't necessarily feel like it's been a yeah. short space of time but if, if you look at your career objectively you know there are people that plug along at this for decades mm -hmm. and don't reach the levels that you have reached do you feel like it's all been moving at quite a speedy pace or are you just kind of in the eye of the storm and not really noticing that bit of it i feel like both you know when i yeah. first started uh it was so exciting and so new but like my first number one didn't come for i think like two years right so i was like i was taking forever then it would like you you get this hot streak and you'd be like dang i've only been in this for three years you know this is moving fast 
And then now people are like, oh, you're almost at a decade. Like, <laughs> I'm getting Already. old. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. It's, it's a weird uh, time frame. We've already had so many hits from uh, your latest album, Different Man. It's your third album. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you co-produced it. We've already had One Mississippi, Like I Love Country Music. Now we've got the duet with your wife, Caitlin. Thank God. Was there any convincing involved when it came to Caitlin doing that? Or was she convincing you? Were you convincing her? Or was it just a natural thing? No, nah, it was natural. We've been uh, looking for a song to do for, I think, five years now. Right. But it was just never really the time because, you know, she was my wife and my diehard fans knew she sung. But like, you know, the the radio fans, we didn't want them to think like, oh, this is a wife using his platform. Sure. Yeah. Um, but she's an amazing singer. And so, the crowd uh, went crazy when she came out. Yeah, man. I mean, they went crazy. I told her like once we found the song, I was like, babe, this is going to be the biggest song on my album. And she was she thought she was just going to have like some cute little project with me <laughs> right and i was like no you better get you know ready to sing these at award shows and everything and and it's just been blowing up for us it, it's on track to be my biggest song that i've ever had and that's saying something because you've had some big songs yeah so it's like uh well thank you but uh yeah it's just amazing to get to share this with her because it's, it's always been her passions to be an artist and mm-hmm. she kind of put it on pause to be a wife and a mother and so it's just so fun getting to see her smile on stage and it's, it's almost like we just started dating again because she's like that little giddy like smiley girl and she comes on stage so it's fun yeah you could feel that at the show on saturday like you know she was yeah. as excited as everybody else and you seem so kind of proud and excited as well as oh yeah I, I can't help but smile when she comes out because you can just see it in her face how excited she is but she's also very nervous sure yeah but it's That's a lot of people yeah well she she goes through uh anxiety too she's she's more of the creative type of artist she loves you know writing and and singing but then when it comes to performing on stage is when she like locks up yeah Um, there's a lot of performers though i think sometimes people get into performing because they are really shy or have anxiety which seems kind of like counterproductive in some sort of way but i think a lot of performers are actually quite shy yeah i mean i'm shy yeah so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to uh, little kane brown uh mm-hmm. growing up because actually you talk about this on stage and I, I, f- I found it really interesting you know you were growing up and not the best circumstances and i can relate to this i'm originally from east tennessee and i grew up nice. in a trailer park down a gravel road and you know grew up without much money at all on food stamps and all the rest of it and and i related to this when you talked about it on stage that you didn't know about racism or race until yeah. you were like seven or eight and I obviously didn't have that thing going on with me, but I didn't know I was poor until I was about seven or eight. It wasn't until other people started telling me that, and I realized that not everybody lived in the circumstances that I lived in. Yeah. When you started discovering that people were looking at you different, did that make you close in more? Did that make you defensive? Like, how, how did you deal with that? So it was really weird for me because I didn't find out until middle school. Right. Um, and so I went home and I asked my mom. I'm like, Mom, some kids were calling me this. She goes, oh, Don't say that. So it took my little brother because she wouldn't explain to me because I'd never met my dad either. Right. Um, she wouldn't explain to me. And then my little brother came and he was like, Dude, you're mixed. And I'm like, What do you mean I'm mixed? He's like, We don't have the same dads. We have the same moms, but your dad's not my dad. And so then I had to go. That's what hurt me the most. I had to go and ask who my dad was. Right. And then she had to explain to me all about that and that I haven't met him. She basically told me like black, white. That's when I found out about all the different things. Right. So then it was like, oh, my dad's black. 
so uh, you've been keeping this for me for so many years. I didn't even know what this meant, but now I do. And then now I'm getting called this word, and she explained that to me. And it was just like all this emotion in one. So It's then, a lot to take on as a kid, right? Yeah. And so then it was like anytime anybody called me, I immediately just wanted to fight right, like right away. So it was it was rough you, you had that side of things but also you grew up in a trailer park for a bit as well and, and i loved it i mean i, I had the best time you know it, yeah. I, was, I was talking about this with my sister we had the best time mm-hmm. and i mean you know I've, I've revisited that trailer park since i've been an adult and through my adult eyes i actually find it quite shocking it's a lot to deal with emotionally yeah. to kind of drive through that that place that still exists there but growing up it was like a wonderland. You know, it was loads of kids. We all played. We all just, the kids jumping we, speed bumps on bicycles. <laughs> yeah. You well, know. you had speed bumps. That's a fancy pants trailer park. We just had like <laughs> ditches that we had to avoid with the car. But, yeah. but um, there is something about that kind of innocence, I think. It kind of, even though I like to think it doesn't, I think it still colors my life till today. You yeah. know, I still think about those circumstances and how I grew up. So all of that stuff must affect you and your art as well. Yeah, but honestly I love this because like you're talking to me about this and I'm thinking about, you know, the speed bumps and jumping bicycles. I remember, you know, I would love to take the trash out cuz I got to ride down this hill and <laughs> right. and you know, carry the garbage bags and uh I'm thinking about writing a song right now. So it's it's cool. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> speed, speed bumps, bumps and trailer parts. Speed bump. <laughs> yeah. So Restless Road, you, you've had out on tour with you. Uh, this is a lovely thing because, you know, a lot of people who have been on X Factor or American Idol or any of those things, everybody kind of goes off in their, their different directions. You guys were on the, the show together and you've mm-hmm. kind of brought them along for the ride. Is that Was that important for you to do that or was that just a bond that you had with those boys? Man, it was weird because when we were on the show, I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> because you were in competition yeah we were all like in competition the, and you know colton was like one of the best vocalists there he was doing all the runs so literally every artist was surrounding him and me and zach were the low voices after that i kind of just i watched them i think they came in like fourth place and i was rooting for them but i was you know a part of me was mad that i wasn't there mm. then I, I i just forgot about it and a few years passed and i came out with a song called used to love you sober and they ended up covering the song um, so I was like, oh, that's cool, full circle moment. And then like four or five more years passed, and uh, Colton covered my song, Good As You. I was thinking about starting a label, so I reached out to him. And I was like, hey, would you want to jump on my label as my first artist that I signed? And he said, I'm actually thinking about getting back with the Restless Road Boys. Would you want to have a meeting? And so I was like, yo, this is a perfect story in its full circle. So let's do it. And then now they're here. Yeah, now they're here indeed, and they're great. In the course of your career now, you got loads of big superstar friends and all that, but um, Blake Shelton, obviously, yeah. stands out a little bit. Um, what's it like with, with Blake? Because he is like, I mean, he's a household name, isn't he, in the States? Blake is the funniest, nicest dude you'll meet, man. We kind of make fun of each other, uh, same way me and Al Dean does. Mine and his is like a friendlier pick on, like... He says if a tornado was coming, I would be the last one out the house because I move so slow. <laughs> and then, uh, like, the, we went on The Voice the other day, and he's like, where's Kane at? And I was, I was like, I'm right here, and I go up to him, and he's a lot bigger. And he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's tall. And he uh, he grabs my face and just kisses my cheek. And like, this is a grown man grabbing me and kissing my cheek. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> that's just Blake, though. I was like, if that was anybody else, it would have been weird. But Blake's just hilarious, and he's just, I don't know, he's a good old boy, man. 
Do you still get like nervous or intimidated or starstruck by anybody at this point in your career? Like, is there somebody that you either have met recently or that you haven't met yet that you just think like, oh man, I don't know if I would be able to string a sentence together? Well, I'm already bad at that anyway, if it's just, you know, <laughs> okay, a regular yeah. person. But uh, I don't know. I think it would have to be an athlete that would make me starstruck. Like somebody with a totally different skill set than you, yeah. like out of your wheelhouse. Yeah, like were. if, you know, Michael Jordan or LeBron James walked up to me, then I'd probably be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes they might be fans. <laughs> and I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. So, having been over to the UK a, a couple of times now, do you feel like you know the UK a little bit, or are you kind of like on the bus, on stage, in the hotel, or do you get out and about a bit? Yeah. So last time I came here, I didn't get out at all. I stayed in my room and played Xbox. <laughs> right. Okay. And um, this time, my wife's here. So, right. but so she, she's she, like, we're doing this, this, and this. Yeah, but she just got here like uh, two days ago, two three days ago. So we just started. I didn't do anything else anywhere else, but just started in London, going to see places. And what have you seen so far? Well, we've went shopping, of course. Uh, so yeah. saw all the stores, and then today, what's it called? Big, big, big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben. We're going there. Okay, great. Yeah. London Eye, maybe the big Ferris wheel. That's My photographer thing. talked about it. So he's from uh, Barcelona. So he was talking about the Ferris. It's what's the biggest one? And let's say it's the biggest one. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, let's so, go with that. I mean, I think there's a bigger one in like Dubai or something. Yeah. Now, well, to, so today we're going more sightseeing. So anything that I need to see, let me know. All right. Good. Excellent. Excellent. It's absolutely radio country. I'm Baylin Leonard. We have a special guest today, Kane Brown. In the show, Kane, you do a great medley of of songs that you were kind of listening to when when you were growing up and stuff like that. And I know growing up in East Tennessee. Tennessee, obviously a bedrock, you know, it was everywhere, but we weren't just listening to country music. You know, yeah. I, I liked all different types of music. So in terms of that medley and even songs that aren't in that medley, let's talk about some of those influences that, that really kind of hit home for you. What are, what are some of the songs that are just consistently your go-to songs from your youth? My favorite days were probably when I got to like the MySpace days when I was in middle school. So during that time... Okay, let's go there then. During that time, I was on a different wave. Okay, uh, what, what wave were you on? It was like Chris Brown and T-Pain was hot at the time and um, Usher... So it was like Bartender yeah. and uh, Soldier Boy. I, I played him in my set. So he was definitely like the hottest thing during that time. I was, I'll tell you, I was nowhere around the country scene. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's, I think that's the great thing about country music is that it, it is this kind of living, breathing, evolving art form and that people in country music come at it from so many different ways. Yeah. And, and, and you do your own style of country music, but you can bring in all these other elements that were influencing you. And surely that's what great art is, right? Is like being able to not stay in one particular lane. Because even with your singles that you release, some of them are far more country than others. And, you know, there's loads of different sounds there and some of them are released to country radio and some of them aren't the first genre I ever knew was country in, in the 90s mm -hmm. you know Tim McGraw I like it I love it um Shania Twain Sugarland that's the stuff that I grew up on then I got to middle school all that stuff started popping and I started listening to that but then when I got to high school realized I got back into country music and realized it had changed so much and added all these elements from the stuff that I was listening to during the MySpace days yeah and I was like maybe I could be you know in this world so then when it comes to like my country singles, I love different genres so much, I know what'll work for country radio, and then I know what won't work. Mm -hmm. So then what won't work, I'll just make sure that it's far enough away that I can send it to, you know, pop radio or somewhere else like that. So I kind of have best of both worlds. 
So what's 2023 looking like for you? Uh, you? You've done this. Great. Hopefully you'll be back soon to the UK. I know you just finished this up, but, you know, keep coming back. Yeah, I want to they- keep coming back and growing my fan base as much as possible. I think last time I was in London, it was uh, 2,000 people. And then I think this was a little over four. So mm-hmm. we doubled. So, I'm, you know, I'm excited. Keep doubling it. Yeah. What about over in, in the States? Are you going out on tour all year? Yeah. So we just basically about to start a whole nother tour. I feel like we have to make up for the COVID days. Sure, of course. Yeah. So it's, it's been super busy, but we luckily we already knocked out all the international stuff. We just got back from Canada and Australia, and this was our last stop, and then we'll be back in the states. Do you like traveling? I do. I've never been to Australia before, mm. so that was uh, that was cool. Long flight. Honestly, I was saying last night that this time schedule is harder than Australia's. <laughs> I don't know why, because it's a full twenty four hours over yeah. there for us, but. This is different. When you were a kid growing up, like traveling the world, was that even something that you dreamed about or were interested in? Nah, if I could get up to the, you know, the Walmart past the second <laughs> exit, that was far from me. So, um, yeah, I never thought that I would uh, ever leave my state, let alone the states. Well, we're glad you did. I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I came over. I'm glad y'all let me in. So I appreciate it. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll let you in again. Just before I let you go, I just want to talk about Lauren Elena for a minute because I love this story. She's told me the story. I think you and I have talked about it before, but you guys went to school together, right? And you were in choir class together? Is yeah, this... I got forced to be in choir, yeah. So you didn't want to be? No, no. So who forced you? Uh, well, I, I moved to that school. They just put me in there. It was that or PE, and PE was full. So right. I got So were choir. you not singing before then? You not, no, I mean, I was, I was like, you know, watching American Idol with my mom, and you know, we would try out in front of each other. Right. And uh, <laughs> but other than that, I wasn't singing. And so you're put into this choir class, and is that where you discovered you could sing? So I'd always thought I could sing. Felt like I had a little bit of a voice, but I was very quiet and very shy unless I was playing sports. And uh, Lauren was not. Lauren's <laughs> no. same personality in middle school. Like now that she has in middle school. She was singing, and I was like, she's such an amazing singer. One day we're sitting there, and I'm, like, singing real soft where nobody can hear me, but she's beside me. And she's like, "Um, teacher, you you need to tell him to sing. (laughs) And so uh, they made me stay after class. It was just me and Lauren, and she just encouraged me. So I sang uh, I Can Only Imagine and um, ended up having to do, like, some kind of solo. She already had a solo, so then they made me do one. Of course she already had a solo. Yeah, so... (laughs) That's how it all started. That is amazing. That's amazing. And do you guys still see each other from time to time? I guess just working yeah, around yeah, yeah. to pop up. She was in Europe while I've been out here. Uh, she was with her new fiance mm. and her family. So I was like, you should come to a show and sing. But uh, something happened or the flights were too expensive or something. And she couldn't make it. Oh, that would have been a joy. Yeah. Next time. Kane Brown, thanks so much for coming in to say howdy. And, yeah, of uh, course. Thanks for having Please me. come back the next time you're over and we'll see you real soon. Yes, sir. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Oh, so great to see Kane Brown and have that conversation with him. Uh, if you saw him live in the UK, I hope you had a great night. It was phenomenal. Now, while you're here... If you aren't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast and you'll never miss a moment from the biggest guests in country music. And you can always join me on Absolute Radio Country. Just download the free Absolute Radio app or ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. I'll see you on the next one. And in the meantime, keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. 
It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 